0: business adage that you are hired for your hard skills and fired for your soft skills. It may be a well-known business adage, but what exactly are hard and soft skills? Hard skills are easily measurable, quantifiable skills such as welding or surgery. Soft skills are the personal attributes that enable someone to interact effectively, harmoniously, and productively with others. Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North struggles to build a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Neering is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior.
1: Hey, everybody. I am back again with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. And today I'm super excited to have with me Cindy Rushton. And for those of you who have been around the homeschool community for a while, you know her name because she is like the notebooking queen and she's here to talk to us about notebooking. She has written 153 books, so she, her knowledge goes way beyond notebooking. Cindy has homeschooled her two kids from the beginning, so K through 12. They're both in their 30s now, and her son is homeschooling, so she's a grandma, and um, she's around to offer grandmotherly advice and wisdom for all of those still homeschooling, and I am really excited to have you here, Cindy. Thanks for joining me.
2: Thank you, man. This is really exciting to be here. And um, we're talking things that I absolutely love. There there are always those things in life that you kind of go, hmm, I wish I hadn't done (laughs) <laughs> and then there's those things that you're so, <laughs> that you're so glad that you did that you would do it over fifty times or more. I mean, it's the things that are the most important. The things that um, when I look back, my homeschooling years are years that I am so grateful for. They're treasures. They're real treasures. And um, you know, now that the grandchildren, I'm, I'm able to be and uh, what my grandson a while back he called me and he said, "Hey, Mimi." I need for you to move to my house. I have a room for you. And I said, Josh, I don't know that your parents want me to do that. He said, but Mimi, I need a grandmother in my community. <laughs> oh my so now I'm happy to say I'm in the community and I'm really loving. He's nine and his little brother is four. And um, I'm getting to retaste homeschooling, but it's from a grandmother perspective. Mm-hmm. So all the fun stuff, it's just a lot of fun to be a, bit, be a part of it. And, you know, I missed it during um, a season in between, you know, when the kids lived away or I lived away. And so it's kind of, it's nice to be back in the space. So um, thanks for having me here too.
1: Yeah, I'm glad too. I love that. I need a grandma in the community. Oh, (laughs) what a wise little boy. Um, I read your notebooking um, book like 25 years ago. My friend, Stephanie, loaned it to me and she had everything you wrote at that point. And um, it really, it, You know, it just kind of gave a name to something we had done naturally. And we've instilled some notebooking in some of our classes at North Homeschool Academy, and it really kind of threw people off a little bit. So I think it's one of those homeschool skills that are super valuable and important. We might do it naturally or not, but we might not have a name for it. So can you just tell us what you mean by notebooking?
2: That is a fabulous question. And in fact, it goes back to um, the whole idea of it began with me not having a name for it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's gr- um, grandmother actually was the original binder or queen in my life. Um, and I remember one day we met up, we were going to a sewing class. And she made sure that we had both binders and sheet protectors and we had um, cardstock pieces of paper that we could and staplers. And what we did, everything we learned, we put the instructions down and we stapled the sample in our little notebook and put it in a sheet protector. I loved it. It was like the first time that kind of that it, it came back to that that part of me that loves organization, but also that felt like if I didn't really take great notes or I I didn't really have a way to take a good note for something like that. Mm -hmm. And that ended up being my manual for all the things I learned along, you know, through that. That It was a couple of days. So what happened, I got so excited about it that that began to be a way that I organized all the ideas, anything from my recipes to um, my sewing, things that I would learn how to do with sewing and smocking. And some of you probably know and remember that was the first bi- you know business that was all mine that I had was a sewing business and so um it was just this wonderful way for me to have some order to all the ideas that came my way mm-hmm. as time went on it kind of funny before that even began, I didn't realize, but I had a binder that I kept all of my Bible studies I was doing on godly womanhood, which was what God had called me into was to kind of be that Proverbs 31 woman. And so as I was pursuing Proverbs 31, I kept a lot of that there and didn't realize I was doing it. Ends up as I began homeschooling. And of course, this was about the same time as my mom took me to that class. Um, I had a very reluctant writer who was very frustrated. He didn't really see a lot of purpose in why he was writing and why he was having to write it real neat. Didn't I see him writing? You know, <laughs> and and you know, it was just really confusing for him in that season. And and so what I decided was, hey. Let's make this pretty so we can, you know, of course, I'm sure a guy really appreciates that. Let's make it really nice. Let's protect it. I'm going to make you a notebook like me, like your mom has here. And and you can show daddy when he gets home from work your, your good work. There was something about that where I think it was communicating that his his writing had value. It was worth me keeping it. It was worth me keeping it nicely. It was worth me showing it to his father that made a switch. And and there was something there that connected. He then he got excited when he would find a neat quote. He would ask me, "Can we copy this for school?" I think I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, it was all on at that point because he and Elizabeth got so excited finding neat quotes, finding neat poems. They kept getting Bible verses and all these different things. So then. Here's what happened. If we were to study how children learn, the process of learning, and I'm gonna have a class this summer with you, as a matter of fact, um, where we're gonna talk a little about the process of learning, but the process of learning happens naturally. Some of you have no idea what happens in this process, but what happens is it literally paves the way for writers who love to write what they love to talk about, Mm -hmm. or what they love to learn, and so um, with that, everything then became history in the homeschool movement, right?
1: Yeah, and you did this across the board for all subjects. I mean, you didn't stick with just writing. I remember seeing a picture of your family notebooks, and there was a bunch of them. So how did you use this for stuff like math, like more skill-based classes rather than content-based? That
2: is really a great question. Now for math, we did hands-on math, and I did use, um, textbooks for like, Matt was a textbook kid who he wanted to learn math by textbook. Um, Elizabeth was much more hands-on. Her speed was um, at the end. They came out with teaching textbooks, and that was totally her speed mm-hmm. um, with math. I'm not great at math, <laughs> and I say that if you're not great at a subject by your help, pay for your help. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so so like math was one thing that was a little more, um, a little more complicated. However, in saying that, one of the things that we did do through the years is um, we created some different manipulative things. Like um, when we did fractions, there's some great resources that you can keep some of those things. It's best to keep them in a notebook so you have everything in a spot. But I remember fractions definitely teaching the whole and and showing the different um, fractions. Actually, we did that not because of Cindy, but because I have a great friend who taught the kids in a co-op. Mm-hmm. And all of that totally went into the text, into the text. Um, when Even when my son joined the army, this is kind of going to be a funny story. He only knew notebooking through the years and um, knew how we, you know, great literature, notebooking, real life, real people. Um, so when he joined the military, he had an advanced Spanish class that he's, he's in special forces. And the teacher, he was having a little bit of a hard time um, keeping up in some of the different things. And so he began keeping a notebook. Um, himself, and the teacher ended up requiring notebooks in the class. This is in the military. (laughs) And I thought, this is so funny. Warp them up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they'll use it even in the military. So um, it, it was really kind of funny to watch that. But it does have Across curriculum application, yeah. um, one thing that I've said, I, I tend to be very much teaching a um, a topic, a book, a period of history, a, um, a art print, a musician, or whatever the ideas are, um, and using that with the full. Like with great literature, reading the books, with music, hearing the music, um, with you know, going back to original source documents. If you can get out there and touch it, feel it, see it, speak Mm. with them, um, those are the things that I really do believe in. So here's the cool thing with um, with notebooks: you can do that. You Mm. can actually have a good documentation Mm. of whatever you're studying. My children, actually, Matt had probably. I'm thinking four or five notebooks just on the Civil War time period. Wow. It was, and I'm not talking about little ones. I'm talking about the big notebooks that that he, um, he he just found so much content. He was interested. We called it free time. He would get through skill time and then he would go into free time. And his free time actually had, he, he had a lot of amazing material that he wanted to pursue and he wanted to learn about. Um, they wrote books. They, we created lap books. Matt didn't, I'm trying to think of Matt, maybe he may have graced us with a a lap book before he graduated. It seems like he did one on government. Um, But by the time he was graduating, we were pretty much out of all of that. You know, he was pretty much just writing papers and doing presentations and courses that he was developing. Um, But still like lap books are fabulous. That's what we are working on here with the grands right now. So even with lap books, you can put them in your notebooks and you've got a great way to keep them safe. And so there's just so much you can do. And, and the thing about it, here's what happens that I see forever. I keynoted at different events and inevitably most of the last events that I have, you know, done, I've had sessions with the kids Mm -hmm. where I've taught notebooking to the kids. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you that if I were to go around the room of a 100 children, I can ask them, what is it that you could write on anything? What would it be? And inevitably, I never hear some of the things that moms are afraid of if they let their kids kind of go by a delight. There's always something I kind of go, wow, how do you even know about that? But it's like they, they're so interested in topics and people and ideas and places and um, events. And all of those things can be captured in a notebook. And when they actually are digging into that, they're learning so much more than just a little information that they can use to pass a test. They are learning information that's going to go with them forever. Um, A good example, Matt is um, about to turn 33 and he just got home from Afghanistan and it was a very difficult tour. Several of his friends in his unit passed away. Um, It was a really, really difficult tour, but he told me, and it just makes me cry because I know where he's coming from. I remember the day he found a quote by um, Stonewall Jackson, and it was a, a quote that he quoted. And In fact, it's in his book. It's in anything he ever talks about. I've heard him teach before. Um, he always seems to bring it into things because it totally impacted him. But it was about that Stonewall said that he, he was asked, like, are you not afraid on the battlefield? And he said, and Matt actually used this to talk about Afghanistan, which was was a very difficult deployment. Again, Mm -hmm. he had just one day in particular, like I think it was the second day in country. Two of his friends had um, died in the line of duty. Another was injured. They sent them out. And this was a very difficult day for him because he, of course, was tight with his friends. But he was out for another 28 hours taking fire. And it was totally a God thing. I've got another whole story, another whole topic. But he said, I knew that God was going to bring me through that because just like Stonewall Jackson, God, I knew God wasn't done with me, that he still had a work for me to do. And that I'm as safe on the battlefield as I am in my bed, as long as I'm smack dab in the middle of what God's wanting me to do. And I sat back going, whoa, I get chills as a mom. But this is more than I want my kids to be educated, to be excellent, and be able to have everything they need to fulfill their calling in life. But it's more than just passing a test or getting into a school or going and doing whatever it is that skills we think are necessary for. It's about them being equipped for life and for them to be able to live that life so faithfully through the years. Mm. And I feel like both of them just, they make me proud. It's such an honor I, I call myself their cheerleader. I was the one who could go, wow, great job. That's beautiful. You did a great job. That was my chief role. And then to get to show people, like, look at what he did or look what she did. That just says I have a purpose. And then there's more purposes. You know, we do have so much. It goes into our heart. Like copy work in particular. I am a copywork queen. I believe I, I myself have been copying things in my journal today, me. <laughs> and so it is part of the disciplines of a great writer. And if we look at the whole process from, from birth till even at this age where I'm producing books and, and um, writing articles and blogging and doing even social media, I ha- it's part of the process of taking an idea, developing that idea and articulating it to the world. And that's what we want them to have.
1: Right. Right. Wow. So we could just go off for like (laughs) different episodes. I want to ask you a funny question. I just remember your son had a knife shop when he was in high school, right? So he went from knife shop owner and entrepreneur. I mean, I think he, from what I remember reading, he was pretty successful at it to special. He was right. Yeah. And you probably notebooked all through those entrepreneurial journeys because I think your, your family and the members in it have had many different entrepreneurial businesses and, um, put your fingers into many different pots there. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very fun. So does he still have that knife business? I just always want to know the end of the story.
2: (laughs) Oh, you, well, here's the funny part to that story. He actually doesn't in this season. He, um, works for, of course, he's in the army. However, um, he is a Glock armorer With and he is, um, he his MOS in the military is he is um, a weapons sergeant and um plans all of their different um things that they do with their weapons, and and he's a weapons sergeant. Mm -hmm. Um, so the funny thing right now, he has been asked by many to teach things along those lines of um defense and um shooting, he's an excellent excellent marksman. He and his sister are. They both um, have, both of them scored the highest in their classes. Matt is a sniper and sniper instructor for the military. So he's got a whole ton of background in those things. And um, the funny thing, he is right now, he's been looking at some different things that he's wanting to develop that um, will still be coming out eventually, Um, probably sooner than later. But yeah, he's still here's the funny thing. All of those things are based on some of the things that he learned. And, and taking this going back to like school, mm-hmm. um, how does this, what does this have to do with writing? Um, our entrepreneurial pursuits were part of the things that I believe kids benefit by families being in business. Um, some of you probably remember when we did our families in business set, mm-hmm. our whole family had different businesses. I laughed because my, the funniest business we've had was Elizabeth had a business, um, or she did nails, but she had this little sign that says, no toes, please. (laughs) (laughs) It was my favorite of everything I've ever seen as far as marketing, but, um, they both have just really, they were blessed because homeschooling gives you the opportunity that when you are learning as a lifestyle, um, everything is game. Everything is game. So what I really believe, I believe that kids who get to come alongside of you while you're doing your business, you equip them with something that it is hard to explain. They have skills that are actually a lot of the things Matt learned in our businesses, and we had several. um, Those things actually counted as college credit. Can you believe that? As hard as they are on homeschoolers at times, um, it counted as college credit, and they are things that... um, I remember the day, for example, he got um, selected in special forces. He called me and um, it was a day I'll never forget because it's kind of like that thing you want when you're homeschooling forever. And you kind of wonder, oh, my goodness, does my kid appreciate anything I've done for him? But he um, he called me. He said, Mom, I got selected. And he said, I just want to thank you for all those years that you taught me to be self-driven. Now, what did that mean? Now, we knew in-house, and he continued, he said, you know, like all those copywork lessons that you let me drive and me pick what I wanted to do, um, those helped me to be able to make decisions and for me to know that I could confidently make the decision. Remember all those times you let me drive the pace of how I was going to do business with you, that helped me to be able to be self-driven and be able to make it through this. This was hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but I had the confidence and I had the character to keep driving till I finished. It made my heart so full. I still get full to overflowing thinking about it, but yeah, um, as far as his business, Oh my goodness. He was a success from the very beginning. He was making more money. His dad was making working for the state of Alabama. And yes, it was unbelievable. But then, you know, I think one of the things that means a lot to me is it's not just where you have success. It's where you have a calling. You want them prepared to be able to step in and do the thing that they're called to do. And all of these skills are things that can go wherever they go. Mm -hmm. Um, He knows how to be a good employee, a good leader, because he knows how to be a good employee or a good team member. He knows how to think on his feet because he had to do it. you have to do that in things like we did homeschooling, home business, families in business you have to be a different you have to think different and that was the thing homeschooling prepared him perfectly for so I look back and again uh, there are a lot of things I would not want to do in my life again but there are some things I would do every single day again and again I would do
1: this again and again. Oh my gosh, you're so inspiring. Tell us uh, what book that you've written do you love the most? Oh, no, it's like picking your favorite kid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I am right now. (laughs) Um, I'm revising Language Arts the Easy Way. Language Arts the Easy Way was my first book, and it's actually the first book to go through a total revamp. Um, it is right now where it used to go, pretty much you could apply it all the way through school because I did, it was the ideas I, I applied all the way through school, but now it literally as a book goes from like birth until now as an adult. So I think everybody's going to love that. We're bringing that back out this summer. I'm going to be doing some classes where I'm going to be teaching the different parts of it to really unpack it and, and help answer questions. So I'm really excited about that. I love that. Now, notebooking. Mm -hmm. that's always been one of my favorite children too. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about something that I live and I practice on a daily basis, even outside of homeschooling. Um, it's part of one of my things I say, it's part of my secret to success of being able to be a successful writer and business owner myself, Mm -hmm. because everything, if it's not in a book, a notebook, it needs to be, because that's how I find my stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, Uh, I think another that really, uh, if I had the first one that came to my mind was ministering to the heart of your child. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites because it was a tough lesson learned that um, I think every homeschool mom probably will hit that place where they feel like they're not reaching their child. and And I believe God's call is for us to just love on them and minister to them and to see this as the greatest ministry that we could ever have is right there in our home. So that's, those are my favorites, but then I'm working on some fun ones for right now. I've got, um, one on identity theft that is for, you know, getting to know who we are, um, and, and who God says we are, you know, sticking to that, not letting the enemy come in and try to tell us who we're not. Mm -hmm. Um, I've recently done some teaching on it. So it's been fun. And I've got some others that are just, I think, I get excited because it's like having a new baby is what yes. it's like. Right. And, um,
1: well, and I would love, I mean, honestly, not that you need more to do, but if you could teach how to notebook with the online tools, that would be a phenomenal class. Um, yeah. It would be super yeah. helpful because there's so many great resources and tools, but sorting through all of them and which ones make the most sense. That's the hard part almost, you know? So, oh yeah. yeah. I'll put
2: that on my list because that's that that's something I I think would be very valuable. You're right. You're yeah. right.
1: There's so much good stuff. There is. I, uh, Cindy, I'm, I just love talking to you. We'll have to have you back again. And um, you all need to go to Cindy and check out all the resources there. Cindy has really generously offered 50% off to our, um, our listeners using code TNHA. Um, and you need to just go buy her stuff because there's a lot of wisdom um, and you are available for speaking and teaching, right? I am. I'm
2: going to be in Houston um, in August mm-hmm. and I'm available if your group needs me
1: or um, if you need me or even online, I'm available. Mm-hmm. You, don't just, you don't just speak to the homeschool world, but you are willing to mm-hmm. speak to go teach and um, speak to churches and ministry groups and that kind of thing and retreats yeah. and other things. So um, if you need a great resource, Cindy's your girl. Uh, thank you so much for being here and for just staying faithful through all the things because you know life can be complicated and yet at the end we're to be found standing so it's really delightful to get to talk to you in person after just loving your books for so long so
2: well thank you thank you i appreciate it as well and you know i i just love what you're doing for your community as well it's powerful and it really matters you know this is these are the days where i think we need to be in community and mm-hmm. the more that we are with each other the less we have to sort out by ourselves and mm-hmm. so you're not alone you we've got each other mm-hmm. you know everybody we can we can learn from one another and
1: really do the things that we're called to do so thank you and it's thank easier you. to gather than apart amen
0: thank you for listening to life skills 101 life skills for a digital age we hope you like, share and subscribe to this podcast. Life Skills 101 is sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks and more. You can visit our website at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. To True North, stay true. <laughs>